an impressive new bow would be amazing, but Quinn's shoulders tensed. Beatrice was a wily old hag, but there must have been consequences to looting a stranger's home. The storm settled down and I was done having my rest, so I figured I'd just take the bow and go. She shoveled food into her mouth as she spoke, sending bits flying across the table. These people arrive out of nowhere, some fancy broad with an insane temper. Look who's talking, Quinn grimaced. And that weirdo who's always coming to town, Myra? Mira? Hope rose in Quinn's chest. Mira lived somewhere out in the forest surrounding their town, occasionally visiting to shop for supplies. She was enough of a regular to be a familiar face, but enough of an outsider for the townsfolk to give her a hard time. Quinn always admired how kind and patient she was in the face of some of the more idiotic comments that came her way. The fact that Mira was an absolute knockout certainly didn't hurt. Whatever, silly name, silly girl. Beatrice stood and poured herself a glass of something brown, and so strong it made Quinn's eyes water from across the room. Apparently the castle was not as abandoned as I thought, and the owner was unreasonably angry at my presence. Bitch! She took a quick sip of her drink, her face contorting at the taste. The mirror girl said something about you and her mistress being a good match, so I figured that was that. What was what? Quinn's sense of foreboding grew with every word. You get to keep that fancy bow I wanted for you, but you just have to use it at the castle. Another sip disappeared down Beatrice's throat. The castle where you will be living. The brown liquid vanished in a gulp. Forever. You sold me for a bow? Quinn wished he was surprised. No, Beatrice smiled warmly. No, my boy, of course not. I sold you for this. She lifted a large pouch, heavy with shining gold coins. That's worth way more than four goats. It was a strange and sad victory, but Quinn was ready to take it. After 25 years of neglect and abuse, a change, even indentured servitude to a stranger, sounded like blissful relief. Fuck it, he finally spoke, throwing down the dirty rag in his hand. I'll go. Sophie pulled the magnifying mirror close to her face and grabbed her tweezers like a weapon to pluck at the stubborn black hairs. They never disappeared, no matter how many times she grasped at them. Fucking curse, fucking wizard. A lady didn't speak such obscenities out loud, but she could think them plenty inside her head. Sophie's mother had aggressively coached her in what a lady should be. Beautiful, aloof, demure, honed, like a knife. A lady is like a scalpel, sharp yet beautiful. Not exactly the advice that every little girl expects to learn at her mother's knee, but with her family long gone, all she had was the memories of guidance from long ago. Nothing had prepared Sophie for the curse ten years ago. Fuck, fuck, fuck. The words felt good inside Sophie's head, the hard consonants punctuating her poles at the last three hairs. She smoothed her fingertips under her chin, smiling at her reflection. Her brunette hair was piled in stylish layers on her head, 
her eyebrows twin sickle moons, and her bright red mouth looked petite and feminine, rather than the maw of a drooling beast. Thank you, makeup gods. She sighed and put the mirror down. She had less than two hours to appreciate the feeling of being beautiful, until the curse caught up and turned her beastly again. He's riding up to the gate, Mirror said, opening the door without knocking. Nobody else in the castle would dare to open her door, but Mirror was an exception to just about every rule. Are you sure about all this? Mirror asked, pulling the door closed so nobody else would hear. When I vouched he was a decent guy, I didn't really think you'd make a deal with that horrible woman to buy him. Come on, do you think he could really break the curse? There have been so many suitors, they've all failed. Have you ever considered that maybe... Sophie raised a hand, cutting Mirror off before she...